I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cats by 90, a podcast dedicated to you, the Big Blue Nation. Basketball. Football and the latest recruiting news. If it's Kentucky sports, then it's here on Cats by 90. Now, from SB Nation's A Sea of Blue, your hosts, Big Blue Drew and Aaron Gershon. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cats by 90 podcast brought to you by SB Nation's A Sea of Blue. I'm your host, Aaron Gershon, and... Well, uh, the SEC obviously just last week announced a 10-game conference play only 2020 slate amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, A lot of people disagreed with it in Lexington and in the Commonwealth, given the fact that Kentucky and Louisville will not meet. But we now know who Kentucky's replacement opponents will be. So the four games, of course, Kentucky shed were Eastern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, Louisville, and Kent State. Instead, they'll get two pretty tall tasks. One winnable, that the first being a home matchup with Ole Miss. And keep in mind, nothing has been scheduled yet for either of these two replacement games or any of the SEC games. As I mean, think about it. The season getting pushed back to September 26th. Kentucky was scheduled to play Florida on September 12th. That obviously isn't going to happen, so... We'll wait for an actual schedule, but the first replacement game for Kentucky, a home matchup with Ole Miss, their first matchup since uh, 2017 when Ole Miss, actually Kentucky was favored that game, should have won it. Uh, Defense let them down. Uh, Ole Miss with DK Metcalf at a big game, the now Seattle Seahawks wide receiver. I believe he had two touchdown grabs on Lonnie Johnson in the end zone. So, uh, But that was a 37-34 loss for Kentucky. That was their last meeting. Kentucky's last win against Ole Miss, 2011. All-time, Ole Miss leads the series 14-27, rather. But right now, Ole Miss, they have not made a bowl game since 2015. That was a Sugar Bowl win over Oklahoma State. But they obviously have one of the most polarizing figures in college football coming in and Lane Kiffin, their new head coach. And the last time Kentucky squared off with Lane Kiffin was, of course, 2009 when Kiffin was leading the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, His uh, stint there, if you want to call it, not much of anything for Kiffin uh, in Knoxville, but he did lead uh, Tennessee to a win over UK that day. Uh, And that really cost Kentucky a chance at the Outback Bowl that year. Instead, they ended up, uh, 2009, I believe, they were in the Music City with Clemson, if I have that right. Um, We'll double-check on that and loss. So, uh, Lane Train bringing Ole Miss in, and... The thing is with Ole Miss is uh, while last year they weren't great, defense is weak, they are getting stronger. John Reese Plumlee, their quarterback, is, if not the most, uh, at least one of the top five uh, dual-threat quarterbacks in the nation. He can kill you with his arms and legs. Elijah Moore returning at wide receiver, one of the better players 
in the conference. Uh, they really they have playmakers all over that offense, and with uh, Lane Kiffin running the show, that offense should be able to take the next step. Jerry on early was a first team All SEC guy last year, so you know. Kentucky's lucky they don't have LSU coming to town. They're lucky uh, Texas A&M's not the home matchup, but Ole Miss is not a shoe-in win. I'd say Kentucky will likely enter that game favored uh, with the expectation to win, given this is probably Kentucky's best roster, uh, even in the last three years, given uh, what they've lost in Benny Snell, Josh Allen, Lynn Bowden. Overall, top to bottom, uh, every Kentucky fan knows how good this roster is with the whole offensive line outside of Stenberg back. Almost the entire starting defense minus Cash Daniel, which many view as an upgrade now. With uh, well, we don't know exactly what's happening in middle linebacker given the Chris Oak situation, but uh, DeAndre Square definitely back. So, you know, definitely a winnable game uh, for Kentucky in a scheduling purposes. Uh, they definitely didn't get screwed over, uh, as we'll get into with some of the other teams uh, like Arkansas and Missouri. The two rebuilding teams got the worst of this. Uh, two games uh, add-on, I guess you could say. Um, then the second game is the Monster, and that'll be a trip to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. <laughs> Kentucky last played at Alabama uh, in 2016, the year they broke their, uh, I believe, six-year bowl list streak. Mark Stoops' first bowl game, uh, bowl team of what's now four in a row. It was a 34-6 to loss for the Cats. They did score first in that game, if it means anything. But, uh, yeah, Alabama. But, you know, it's not the same Alabama, obviously. Last year they didn't make a bowl game, or didn't, made a bowl game, of course. They didn't make it to the postseason uh, for the first time in the college football playoff era, uh, largely uh, due to Tua Tagovailoa's, oh, gosh, his last name, uh, Tua's uh, injury, the fifth overall pick of the Miami Dolphins, went down uh, season-ending injury against Mississippi State. Uh, he also missed time earlier in the season due to injuries. And Mac Jones, the former Kentucky commit, took over, did some nice things, but he was no Tua. They lose the game to Auburn. Uh, that cost them any, while well, they already had lost the SEC West LSU, losing that game, but cost them any chance they did have. So Tua held to nine games last year. Uh, Alabama can't get back to the postseason this year. We'll probably see Mac Jones for the full year at quarterback. Najee Harris back at running back. They have... A daunting group of wide receivers and Jalen Waddle, maybe the fastest player in college football. Uh, you have Devontae Smith, who of course caught the game-winning pass in the national championship game, coming off a monster year, over 1,200 yards uh, receiving a year ago. So, you know, Alabama top to bottom, offensively as good as anyone. The defense finished middle of the pack uh, in the nation last year, but they'll get Dylan Moses, their linebacker back, uh, who missed a season-ending, uh, missed the season last year due to a season-ending injury. Uh, he's back healthy, projected first-round pick. So it's Alabama. For Kentucky, of course, they're going to come to that game. Alabama's probably going to be 21-plus point favorites. But, you know, Kentucky top to bottom, no fans uh, in Alabama, so the home field, or at least it'll be limited. There's no way we're going to get a full crowd anywhere this year, unfortunately. But you got to like their chances more than a normal year, given the talent Kentucky's has in comparison this year. And given the fact that Alabama's home field advantage will not be what it normally is, but that's a tall task. And now uh, you look at the teams Kentucky has to play on the road and where they ranked in the uh, Amway coaches poll that Kentucky got 71 votes but were left out of the top 25. And they have to play, of, of the top 25 teams in the coaches poll, 
they have to play, I believe it's four of them on the road, two of the top 13 of them. They'll play, let's see, number eight, Florida. They got them on the road. They have number 11, Auburn, on the road. They have number three, Alabama, on the road. Uh, they'll play number four, Georgia. Of course, that game will actually be at home. And then you look down the list. Uh, do they have anyone else in there? No one else ranked in there, but Tennessee also received votes. We know they'll be better. Cats got to got to go to Knoxville this year, a place they have not won uh, at since 1984. Despite the fact Kentucky's been the better team uh, the last handful of years now, but man, it's a brutal schedule. Kentucky plays uh, in total their entire schedule. Looking at it, home versus away again, no date set yet, so we don't know exactly when these matches will be played. We just know where they will be played, and it'll happen between some point. Uh, September 26th and that first week of December. Uh, at home, it'll be Georgia, Mississippi State, uh, who's going to be going through a little bit of a rebuild this year under Mike Leach's first year. Ole Miss, as we mentioned, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Away, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, a rebuilding Mizzou team, and Tennessee. So, you know, there was definitely hope when you had the four games against Pretty Louisville is obviously the strongest of the bunch, but three really gimme wins in non-conference play. Probably going to win over Louisville, too. And nine wins was absolutely reasonable to project. Now, I think an acceptable season looking at this would be five at the minimum. I think you can still definitely beat Mississippi State at home. I still think Ole Miss is a winnable game at home that they should win. South Carolina, we know they're not very good. That should be a win at home. Vanderbilt. If you don't beat Vanderbilt, you got problems. Uh, then Missouri is in a reboot mode. So right there, that's five wins you should have. And then, you know, you got to go pick them. Georgia's not going to be easy. We all know that. Alabama's going to be near impossible. Auburn on the road won't be easy. And Tennessee on the road uh, is probably the most win winnable game of that bunch. But Kentucky just hasn't been able to win in Knoxville. And they've hardly been able to beat the Vols altogether. Only two wins uh, since 1985. So... Uh, all in all, it's a brutal schedule. It's the SEC, 10 games in the best conference in the world. Uh, you can't really expect much more, but you have to have hope, given that this is the best roster Kentucky has put together so far. Uh, and we'll see. Obviously, you got to respect anyone's decision, but Kentucky has not had anybody opt out. Terry Wilson and Brendan Eccles are both expecting children within the next few months. Uh, Wilson said he is in, so that's obviously your starting quarterback saying he's ready to go and he's healthy, fully healthy. Uh, Brandon Eccles, star cornerback, uh, hasn't said anything. We saw that cryptic tweet a few weeks ago saying he had a lot to think about, but so far he's still been at practice. Uh, seems like he's going to be a go, and we'll obviously keep our eye out on anyone else that might not be a go. But we're going to take a quick sponsor break here, come back to you, and we'll take a look at some of the other pairings around the SEC and some of the teams that, one big and some that got screwed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back on this edition of the Cast by 90 podcast brought to you by SB Nation's SC Blue. And we're just taking a look at the SEC pairings, the two add-on games for this season's 10-game exclusive conference play-only slate. Um, gonna kind of just go through some of the other teams across the conference and their pairings. Apologies with the SEC for giving their sponsor break right after we finished ours. Um, so we'll take a look first at the SEC East schools. That's more important for Kentucky, who's trying to get to Atlanta this year for the first time in school history, win that division. Uh, first up, Florida. They will get. They already, of course, play LSU every year. At, at Ole Miss was their original SEC West game, and then they get Arkansas, the worst team in the conference, at home. Added on a gift there, but they will have to travel to Aggieville and take on the 12th man at Texas A&M. A&M, really high expectations this year. A lot of people picking them to finish second in that SEC West right behind Alabama. So uh, get a real gift with Arkansas, but a tough one with Texas A&M. Georgia will visit, already previously scheduled, they'll play their annual game with Auburn. That'll be at home, and they'll have to go to Alabama. That's going to be a really tough game. That was already on the schedule. Kirby Smart going back down to Tuscaloosa, where he worked as Nick Saban's defensive coordinator. The add-on games, Georgia wins big here. They'll host Mississippi State. Again, that team is going through a little bit of a reboot right now. Not much expectation for them. Not many people picking them for a bowl game. And then they go to Arkansas, so the worst team in the conference. So Georgia wins big. They're already SEC East favorite Bulldogs. Uh, just uh, two gifts from the SEC. Uh, Kentucky, obviously, already scheduled, as always, to play Mississippi State. Their game already scheduled this year was at Auburn. And they get Ole Miss and Alabama. Moving on elsewhere in the division is the team that lost the most in the SEC East, Missouri, already rebuilding with first-year head coach Eli Drinkwitz. You lose Kelly Bryant. You lose a lot of your defense from a year ago. Uh, a lot of work for Missouri to do and Drinkwitz down there. But previously scheduled is their annual meeting with Arkansas and at Mississippi State. So that doesn't look so bad. Well, the SEC handed them a home game with Alabama. And a road game at the defending champion LSU Tigers. So, <laughs> no gifts for Missouri. Tough's going to be a tough first year in the SEC for Eli Drinkwitz coming over from Appalachian State. South Carolina already uh, set to play Texas A&M as they do every year. Uh, go down to LSU. That game was already scheduled. They will add Auburn, and they will go down to Oxford to play Ole Miss. Uh, South Carolina probably not Kentucky's biggest threat in the SEC East. Probably projected to finish fifth down there ahead of Vanderbilt and Missouri, but behind Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, and Georgia. As for Tennessee, uh, annual game with Alabama already scheduled, and then they already had a road game scheduled against Arkansas. Now they will add a home game with Texas A&M and a road game at Auburn, so nothing easy there for the Vols and for Vanderbilt. 
already scheduled to play Ole Miss, like they do every year, I believe. That's their SEC pairing. And then at A&M, they will add on LSU at home for the second straight year. Joe Burrow killed them down there this year. No Burrow, though, this year. And Mississippi State on the road for Vandy. So, if you look at the SEC East, uh, clearly the winner there has got to be Georgia getting only Mississippi State and Arkansas. Uh, Florida gets Arkansas as well, but Texas A&M. So, uh, that's a tough one, especially with that one being on the road. Uh, South Carolina, Auburn, and Ole Miss, not going to be easy. They could probably beat Ole Miss, though. Uh, Missouri gets screwed with Alabama and LSU. Tennessee gets no favors, A&M, Auburn. And Vanderbilt gets LSU and Mississippi State. And then, obviously, we just kind of rattled off some of the pairings. But if you look at the SEC West, uh, the loser is obviously Arkansas, the worst team in the conference. Uh, Sam Pittman, during his first season leading the Hogs, is going to have to add on Georgia and a road game at Florida to a schedule that already, of course, features everyone in that SEC West and already had Tennessee scheduled. So... Brutal for Arkansas. Auburn adds Tennessee and South Carolina. Alabama has Kentucky and Missouri. LSU, the defending world champions, Missouri and Vanderbilt. So they get a pretty big gift from the SEC. Uh, Ole Miss will, of course, play Kentucky on the road and host South Carolina. Mississippi State gets an easy one in Vanderbilt, a not-so-easy one at Georgia. Uh, and Texas A&M gets Florida and Tennessee. So that is a look of what... The SEC will be facing this 10-game sprint to the finish. Only conference play, and I guarantee you're going to see a lot of 7-3, and 8-2s. It's going to be really hard to go 10-0 or even 9-1 in the SEC this year. What will it mean for a college football playoff? Well, it depends on what it's going to look like. Are we going to get a 14 playoff like normal and get our bowl games, which is probably what you want to look for for Kentucky? For a bowl game, how many wins are you going to need? Are you still going to need six? Uh, are you going to need less than that, given that there's only six? Uh, given that there's only ten games? A lot of questions to be answered, but it won't be easy for any of these ten teams, and it surely won't be easy for Kentucky adding Ole Miss and Alabama. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow Cats by 90 on Twitter, at Cats by 90 you can also follow Aaron and Drew at agershon99 and at BigBlueDrew33. And remember, no matter the opponent, it's always Cats by 90.